Welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. Check out our calendar of Metro Atlanta tennis events at letsgotennis.com, where you can also find deals on equipment, apparel, and members get 10% off our shop. So get yourself an Atlanta Tennis Monsters shirt. I've got mine, and I wear it all the time. In this episode, we talk to Jonathan Hart, who is raising money to take some kids from Atlanta all the way to the U.S. Open. The GoFundMe link is in the show notes. So go donate and then have a listen and let us know what you think. We are talking today with Jonathan Hart, and we have just heard a little bit about his story. I don't have my head fully wrapped around it yet, Jonathan. You've got Coach Wink, who maybe started it, and he was doing a lot of the the handling of this kind of thing, taking kids to the U.S. Open. I think Eric Jackson has himself involved a little bit. So what I want to do is say, Jonathan, please tell us about who you are and what is going on with getting these kids to the U.S. Open. Okay, well, uh, my name is Jonathan Hart, but uh, um, as of late, it's been been changed to Coach Hart. But um, We've been taking kids to the U.S. Open. I think the first year was 2013. This will be our eighth year taking them. Of course, we had a couple of years we couldn't go because they had no uh, attendance at the U.S. Open during the pandemic. What happened was Coach Wink had taken the kids the first year. Then the second year, he went to take them. At the last minute, they got canceled. I said, why? He says, well, we just didn't get enough money to go. I said, okay, that's not going to happen again. So from that point, I came on in 2014. So we did from that point on, from 15 all the way up until now, every year, we have made it happen. Again, uh, the only thing that stopped us was the pandemic. Well, Coach Wink teaches a lot of kids. I mean, he sent a lot of kids to college. But his forte was really smaller kids, which I kind of take care of now. Okay, but this guy was a gem. I mean, he he just affects so many lives. And, you know, when you're dealing with the smaller kid, you know, you're doing some uh, mentoring big time, you know. So and uh, I mean, just to keep them focused is a job. (laughs) But uh, um, yeah, so that's how it got started. And um, it just got bigger and bigger and better and better. And this year we're trying to make it bigger and better than ever, you know, in his memory. so yeah, that's that's how it got started, and that's how I got involved. Okay, so you were helping raise funds. That was kind of your your role I, at first. At first, all I did was sponsor and raise funds. Okay, and then I would go on a trip and manage during the trip. Okay, so that was I'm kind of good with kids and getting them all together. And when you look at the video, that's me on there getting everybody all hyped up and what have you. So um, that's what I would do. Because me, I'm a player. You see all these awards? I'm a national player. I travel all over the country playing tennis. That's what I like to do. But uh, like I said, here recent in this last year or so, I'm doing a lot of coaching. 
Okay. And so how many kids you got this year? What's the, what's the target? We got to get number of kids. How much money do we need? Where are we? Because you're leaving soon, right? Yes. We're leaving real soon. Um, the number of kids is going to be somewhere right about between 30 and 40, maybe 36. It's going to be somewhere in that number. Okay. Cause we always get some last people fall out and then some more people jump on. I just had a lady today. Oh my God. I've been trying to get a hold of you. I can't, you know, I got to get my kid there. Okay. We got you. All right. But, uh, so yeah, that's the number. And what we're trying to raise is about 17,000 that will get us over the hump. Okay. And, uh, Every day we're getting, it's getting lower and lower. So um, yeah, that's, that's about what's going on. Okay. And what is that? And I don't want to dive too much. So we're giving any, what number per kid, that kind of thing. But what does that look like from a cost point of view? It's not just, you're not putting all these kids, are you putting them on a bus? Are you putting them on a flight? Do you have to have hotels? Like what, what, what does that look like? We go on a bus. And boy, do we have fun on that bus. <laughs> we have a ball. We got some great movies. We got some great games, uh, some great trivia, um, you know, and it's, it's, and then of course we have some sleep time too. After we eat, everybody falls asleep overnight, sure. but uh, the bus uh, takes us up there and back, but we need the bus because when we get there, while we're there, like all during the day, we're at the Billie Jean Tennis Center. Okay. And then we go tour New York. Like uh, we already have our itinerary. Our first day there will be Arthur as Kids Day. Then we'll go to the concert. After the concert, we'll go to Ground Zero and Freedom Tower. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, history there. And a lot of kids don't really understand that till they actually see it. Okay. So um, and then the next day we come to pro day. To me, it was like the best day because you can get right next to the pros, talk to them. Unless they're, you know, Serena or, you know, or Djokovic, they got too much security. Otherwise, you can, you know, they're talking. So we have made an appointment and um, it has been offered to us. We're going to watch Coco practice and she's going to do a meet and greet for us. Awesome. Chris Eubanks, who also came to our program, he's going to uh, meet and greet. And he did that last year. He hit with our kids last year. Okay. And we also have uh, Jermaine Jenkins has invited us out to uh, a practice and meet and grit with Clarevic. I can't say her last name. You know, she won the Wimbledon Junior Grand Slam. Right. And uh, I didn't mention, but Jameer Jenkins is now with Coco. So that's how we got that. He told us, hey, I can hook you up. And he came through our program, too, when they were little guys. Nice. Right. I, I've always found it's not who I know, but it's who knows me. Like, I so can, I, I didn't say I know that. I didn't answer part of that. And, and the part I missed was this when it's, it's $500 a kid. Okay. Okay. Um, usually the parent pays that for the kid. Okay. The ones that can afford it. Some we have to, uh, we have to make a way. All right. But um, that take care of all your transportation, take care of your hotel. We're staying at the beautiful graduate on Roosevelt Island. Okay. And it takes care of your first round tickets. And all the events we go to when we go to Freedom Tower and, you know, uh, and then we tour Harlem and our dinner is already paid for at Melba's restaurant. So okay. for 54 people. So that's super great. Sure. Very yeah. nice. And we, we ate there last year, too. So, OK, so they're expecting us. And then uh, the middle day, which is uh, uh, pro practice day after at the end of that day, we take them. Um, 
and we, we try to stay late so it gets dark and we take them to Times Square so they can experience right. Times Square at night, get to shop, you know, and uh, and frolic a little bit. Then we go hit the hotel because the next day is opening day for the U.S. Open. And the, the first week, I heard this rumor, so you're buying tickets for the first round, but the first, first week in qualifying – those are free at the U.S. Open. Don't they do a pretty good job of free events that first qualifying week? Yes. But, you know, our kids are starting school, so we can't take them up and keep them that long. OK, so they oh, miss tennis, a, tennis is way more important than school. Come on. <laughs> they keep they miss a day as it stands. Okay. So um, we uh, uh, yeah, but the, you're right. The the qualifiers are, are, are free. But the day we arrive there, which is Arthur Ashe Kids Day, is probably the second biggest day of the event. It is crazy. It's a madhouse. And it was great for us last year because, like I say, you, uh, Chris Eubanks hit with some of our kids. I think I sent you the video. If not, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, and and uh, that's the kind of experience you can have if you get on the bus with us and go up there. That's, that's the kind of thing that can happen for you. I like it. And this is so you have some families that pay for it meaning if i have 500 bucks i can send my kid but if i don't that's, have if i don't have let's say i don't have my own kid or if i'm if i'm looking at donating i'm trying to figure out how to help you raise the funds and say okay i want to sponsor a kid it's 500 dollars, but that, you know what everybody's got 10 bucks which is really how you make something like this happen is getting more people giving what's in their pocket right now that they can really not everybody has a 500 dollars to give Right. And, and that's what you see uh, on our GoFundMe. You see some pe people donate $500, $200, $10, $25. The average is about $40 or $50. Okay. But um, after we collect all the fees from the parents and chaperones who want to pay to go too, also, because that's a really cheap price to go to New York and stay there and get all that for $500. And the guy from New York definitely knows that. <laughs> but but uh, um, yeah, so after we collect all the fees, we that's about two thirds of what it costs. So then we need to have sponsorship and other money to to make everything else happen. Gotcha. And you get to talk to, as we spoke earlier, you've got some some businesses involved, some local businesses that help out, and other other funding. Yes, we we have uh, one couple sponsors already. Um, our sponsorships, the platinum is five thousand. Our goal is three thousand, and the silver is one thousand. We had one business come in at three thousand. Uh, the city of Atlanta is uh, also sponsors. We're waiting to hear from the mayor's office, but we got city councilman. I got to shoot him out his props. Uh, Byron Amos, Councilman Amos. We like He's that guy. He's for a thousand dollars. Constituent Services. I met with them yesterday. Told them they asked me to send them a, a overnight letter. I did that, so maybe they will give us some more and. Uh, but we met with several businesses yesterday and um, the next few days, I'm expecting some of them to come in. Nice. So what's the offer there? Because and Bobby's got a little more experience with the sponsorship side of things than I do. But but looking at numbers and looking at a business as an example, if we were to come in and say, hey, we'd like to give you we'd like to help you with this event. A business is going to sometimes just say, here's some money. We love to help kids. But also there's an exposure that those businesses are, you know, where's my logo go? And when do I get my backlink to my website for my SEO? How, do you have answers to, to some of those questions in a package that you hand out or how does that work? 
Yeah, I have all those answers. They're on. They're in the package. But you know, since we're talking on, on the podcast now, you know, we're a five hundred one c three. Okay, so it's a, it's a tax write off available for you. Okay, we will put you on all our social media. We will also thank you. The kids will thank you on video. Uh, and so your T-shirt will be there when we're because we're going to get a lot of video coverage when we're with Coco and and Chris especially probably Claire of it too. Uh, actually, one of our kids, you know, she's she's about 17, I think. One of our kids is supposed to actually hit with Clarivit. So that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's very good. Her name is Cherish. I can't remember Cherish's last name, but she's a baller. So, um, yeah, but uh, the businesses, they get they get all the bells and whistles that we can provide. Gotcha. Yeah, because sometimes the numbers, they say, okay, well, my logo's on the back of the shirt. You get all those yeah. questions, but say, hey, look, we're going to do videos. We're putting it out on social media, which seems to be a thing that everybody likes because we like to connect. We like that engagement. And everybody likes to see kids happy and watching tennis. Yes. Like, we, we just can't wait to thank Go Tennis when we get this done. <laughs> we can't wait. Well, we're, look, we're looking at trying to figure out how to get involved as well. Right now, I'm in the back counting how many hats I have. I'm like, okay, okay. can we get all the kids in hats? What does that look like? Okay. Okay. But, uh, uh, well, Capelli. Um, who did the t-shirts for Atlanta Open are we're in talks with them. It seems like they want to sponsor our, our t-shirts. Nice. I hopefully I hope to confirm that today. But okay. but they have reached out to us and we have been talking. Nice. Because we're we're a really big presence. They expect us every year. When you got 40 to 60 people and uh we're chanting, the whole stadium stops and look right at us. They always put us on the Trinitron. Okay. And when they're practicing, you know, people like Coco, she stops and waves. And, you know, Jermaine, we went a, a few, about four years ago, he was the head coach for um, uh, Naomi Osaka. So we got to go to her practice and she was very nice to us. You know, we have some really strong connections and some really good guys that came through our program. Yeah. And you can't, you can't get away with it. You, you can't do this without those kinds of people and without the people exactly. helping. It's just, exactly. it's nice. And you said, Eubanks came through your program. That's kind of the last thing okay. I want to touch on. What does that, what does that mean? When he, when he, okay, put it like this. When all the little African-American kids were coming up and when they were kids, like I say, Coach Wink specialized in kids. We're talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, okay? They all came through Washington Park and McGee Tennis Center. That was the only place they had, okay? Then as they got better, they would move out to, to Mr. Peterson or Jewel Peterson out there in uh, 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 Burdett Park in South Fulton and so on and so forth. It's, you just step up the ladder, but you you started through there. So they all came through that program. So that's what we mean. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think Coach, Eric, Coach Wink has put his hands on all of them. Yeah, that's good because that's he, he had a uh, I was looking into him recently. He had a profound impact on on kids tennis in Atlanta. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I used to sponsor him and give him money, I could go to sleep at night because I knew it was going to be handled right for the right thing. He'd be trying to show me receipts. He said, leave me alone. Okay, let's get these kids there. We got a lot more to do to deal with that. It, it was it was great work with him. And it was just a shock when he passed at that early age. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good thing to have that trust. And we don't have that a lot in the Atlanta area, especially between coaches. We're a hyper competitive type of person. And so mm -hmm. to see everybody working together, it's one of the things tennis, go tennis and the podcast that we're doing 
Bobby and I have that vision of everybody being on the same team, everybody working together. Yeah, and that's where Eric Jackson comes into now. Okay, Eric came through our program as a, as a junior. Of course, he was he was boy really really great. He played for the Junior Davis Cup team when he played in Japan, representing America. That's the kind of skills he had. But uh, he's been in Dallas for many many years. But he's back now, and he says, "Hey, I'm willing to give back, and hopefully, I can do this maybe another year or two and pass it on to a younger guy like that." you know, to take over. That would be great. It's got to take a lot of energy, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Bobby, you got anything? I know you kind of, we kind of threw you in here late and I haven't really even had a chance. Uh, Jonathan, if you wouldn't have known, but normally Bobby and I talk about these things ahead of time. And since you and I only connected yesterday, I haven't had a really a chance to catch up Bobby. So in the last 20 minutes, I figured Bobby's brain's running a little bit. See what he's I, I, I try to get, People up here, I'm thinking, first of all, Jonathan, I would love a deck if you could send it to me. That I have a couple of people I could ship it out to right away and try to help okay. out on, on the fundraising side of it. Okay, and, great. And then were you involved a couple of years ago at Forest Hills with the kids, uh, with Luke, and play, running all, on, all over Forest Hills? I heard a funny story from, I think, somebody we both know about the kids didn't have the right shoes and you guys had to go out and get shoes for the kids. <laughs> actually, actually, that that didn't too much happen either. What what they kind of had to give us a break because we had no idea about the shoes. Because how many of them ever played on grass? Me as a senior, we play our. I hated grass because I'm always falling on the court. But we go up to Philadelphia and play up on the grass court up there is where we have our nationals. Okay, and they don't let us wear grass court shoes up there because they don't want their courts to ate up. Okay, but <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. I was right there. We went to for that was a spectacular trip. Yeah. And for me, especially because um, that's where Ash beat uh, Connors. OK, right there in that stadium. And uh, um, and I didn't know that that clubhouse was that small. It looked so huge on TV. That is that was a small place. I was like, wow. But it had a lot of history. And all our kids got to play on grass, and they'll never forget that. Never forget that. So, yes, I do know a lot about that. <laughs> that was, I heard all about it as it was happening, and I was like, well, that was okay. <laughs> Yeah, we had no shoes for grass. Yeah. But we had white. We all had, we had, we knew we had to have white because each day we wear a different color t shirt. So, we had our white t shirts on, and we wore all white for, for that particular day. So, we were at least on point. With the uh, uh, with the colors and the videos came out great. The pictures of that event are great. Yeah. Now, have you guys spoken with Ray Benton up in D.C. with his program, Jesse Cooper in Houston, because Jesse's got ties to Michael Young as well. Right. No, we we see them when we go up there. Sometimes when I go up there to Co to uh, Tacoma Park, which is not the park where they work at, at, but that's where all the old guys play. I'll go up there and hit with them sometimes and I'll run into those people. OK, but no, um, our world has been right here in Atlanta. Of course, okay. you know, we're the number one city in the nation. OK, and uh, uh, and that's been more of our focus. So we have not been reaching out to Houston and to uh, D.C. Right. Where are you coaching out of now? Excuse me? What area do you coach out of now? 
I coach out of McGee Tennis Center and Sugar Creek. And Sugar Creek just happened this summer because I don't know if you know, Atlanta is going through a contractual thing right now. And so, (laughs) right. So so, um, we're kind of up in the air with McGee right now. So I went on out to Sugar Creek where we got a good base. And uh, in fact, the guy who runs it went to college with me. So that was easy, easy to work with. Bobby, it sounds like there's an opportunity at McGee. I don't know. I mean, you and I are kind of free for some facility management here. No. (laughs) Leasing in the city of Atlanta is a tough thing. That's a hard business. I don't don't envy that. I'm totally kidding about getting into that business. That is not. I mean, UTA had called me and they were saying, okay, we're, we're thinking about making a bid. If we do, you're our guy because I already had a program there. We we know you. We know you know what to do for the area. Uh, and then they call me back and say, hey, with the city of Atlanta's offering, it's just not going to fit. We're not going to even bid. And so they fell out, you know. And Have you spoken to Have you spoken I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I don't want to re- recreate what you've already done, but have you spoken to UTA? Have you spoken to Trevor Short about uh, as well? Well, I, I talked to UTA, okay, mm-hmm. but UTA was planning on bidding for McGinn. They decided to back out and not bid. Yeah. So so after, and then I ran into them at, uh, at the Atlanta Open. We talked a little bit more. You know, we had hit uh, a couple times. And yeah, so... I think he's got his knee replacement, half replaced. So he was telling me about that because I might need to get mine done. Uh, we're so. all thinking about stuff like that. Bobby, do me a favor. Will you lean forward, like sit up straight? So you're, yeah, you're just far enough away that your mic's kicking out as you as you go. Probably because I have it in a stand that the mic is a little blocked. But that's okay. Yeah, just your first word cuts out, and then we get the rest of it. So if you're a little closer, it'll help. I can do it. I can there do we it. Go. Yeah. Now you sound good. Uh, but yeah, Bobby, anything else? I, lo- I love Bobby's always great, Jonathan, because he's going to look up and he's going to know about the fun stories and the events that have happened. And he definitely knows yeah, New York. I'm, I'm sure he's probably not the type you want on the bus with you managing, managing <laughs> the kids. There's a, there's, a, there's a firmer hand there that might not be necessary. But I can look through anything too. So that <laughs> but he wouldn't know the area. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we have to be firm. I don't take any kids, you know, that can't be disciplined. That would that could be a problem. So we, so we kind of select our kids. It's got to be about 16, 17, maybe 18 hours. So it is, it's not a short trip. So it's yeah, 15, 15, 15 16. Yeah. Yeah. And they're excited to get there. So but yeah, they're going to be, it's tough because you're just the sheer adrenaline of what you're getting into. But yeah, the good news is the beginning of the trip is easy and it's the, the shortest distance is the worst. Once you get on the Jersey Turnpike, it's, Brutal. Delaware. It is brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> when we stop, when we stop in the morning and uh in New Jersey, right? Not not far from the Meadowlands, we stop. Okay. And we have breakfast and freshen up and put on our t-shirts because we're headed to Arthur as Kids Day. Okay. Um, yeah, but we're super excited right then because then I'm on the microphone, they see the Meadowlands, and then shortly after we'll go over to Washington Bridge. And I try to keep them entertained because we're just going. We're only going 10, 10 feet stop, 10 feet stop. It's just traffic is crazy. It is crazy. And then you have to be careful. The bus driver has to know 
where to go because you can't go under some of those little uh, tunnels. Not going to spread, yeah. Yeah, Plus, so. I'm, the George Washington Bridge has been under construction my entire life. So it's, <laughs> I always, you can't go in through, I'm trying to think, they bring in through, you could actually go through Staten Island, which might be a little easier than go to Verrazano, but it, nonetheless, it's not easy. Right, right. I was born and I grew up in the first few years in the Bronx. So I can tell good Bronx stories back, back in the day when Mayor Koch used to put posters in the windows to make the buildings look better. So it was. Uh, <laughs> was well, you know, so far out of the, the seven years we've been, every time we go, it's good weather when we go across that bridge. So we have all these views. You know, and it's just a really nice thing. And I can, you know, I can start narrating, looking at, uh, you know, Manhattan and this Chrysler building, that building. And, and I just try to, uh, you know, keep the thing exciting and keep them motivated. And they are. They're super excited. And when we get off that bus, it's on and pop. Yeah. Well, it's, like I said, it's an amazing view. When you get close, it, it's really, it's even going back in my age, having grown up in it, you, there's nothing like it in the world. I spent a little time in DC and went back to New York. I'll never forget on a Friday afternoon, got off the train during rush hour. And I was like, I just spent a month in DC. And DC looked like a small town compared to Washington. Yes. So yeah. It's let, let me tell you one of the most uh, exciting things for me was just exciting me is when I woke up the first morning, uh, that Sunday morning, and I opened my blinds and I was on Roosevelt Island and at the Graduate Hotel and I said, oh my God, you could reach out and touch. You know what I mean? You, you were right there at the, where the uh, Ground Zero was and the World Trade Center. I mean, Manhattan, it was just like unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's, it's so crazy. I took my daughter up a few years ago and just the, the growth of Jersey City, is unbelievable because you know everything in New York is so expensive. Obviously, okay. Brooklyn off 10, 15 years ago, but I couldn't believe Jersey City. I was like, my God, you know, that was the place you could get some, you know, Sinatra and Hackensack, it was cheaper. And yeah. now that whole, it, it's just, it's grown even more. The, the, it's intimidating and, and amazing all at the same time. Yeah. Again, since you mentioned that, we need as many people to come on board this last week because you better believe those prices are crazy high and they got higher since inflation stepped up. So yeah, you're right about that. We're in New York, we're right in, right there on the river at Roosevelt Island. Yeah, and so we're, we're trying to figure out how to help you raise money for this. That's our goal right now. We've got okay. about a week. I think you said you leave 25th-ish, somewhere around there. We so leave the 25th. I will put all the links, GoFundMe, we, go excuse me. We will put that all out there. You've sent me a bunch of information. We'll try to share that as well. So we'll tag each other and get everything out on social media. And anybody who's got $10, if you want to sponsor a kid, $500 is the magic number. And if you want to sponsor all of them, give Bobby a call because he's going to be the one. Wait, Bobby's over here. Give Bobby a call because he, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's handling the bigger numbers. but. Um, yeah, please so give Bobby a call. Exactly. Um, we will we will follow up over the next few days. Exactly. Well, I appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you so much for your time. And Bobby, as always, guys, we will well, be. We got to ask him. Kick, he, 
is he's the king of tennis. We got to ask him. That's where I'm headed. So okay, um, make sure we didn't let him get away with not being the since, king of tennis. No, no, no. Since we're since we're past, we, we're going to put the GoFundMe out there. Now I'm going to step out back into our typical Atlanta tennis podcast and say I do want to ask my favorite question to Jonathan Hart and ask if you were king of tennis. We've heard a little bit about who you are and what you do and you like to play and you like to help the kids of Atlanta. But is there something close to your heart or something that you've seen in general, whether it's the whole world of tennis or just Atlanta or just Sugar Creek or McGee? Is there anything in the world of tennis you would change if you were king of tennis? Is there anything I would change? Okay, because tennis is a pretty good, complete game. I mean, I just like the way it is, the way it is, okay? And I would have said, let's get a tiebreaker at the end of the Grand Slams, but they finally did that because that was ridiculous, okay? Um, but if it was something I was gonna change, I would change the way the college did. When the ball hits the net, still play the point. I would do that on the pro level. On the so pro I level? I kind of like that, yes. Okay, well they... In D1 college, you played left. If it hits the net, it's live. Well, I get that, but and my understanding of why they changed that rule is because college kids are a bunch of cheaters, because we've all played college tennis, <laughs> and we all know we're a bunch of cheaters. And anytime he aced me, I just called a let. So there's no, I don't see the reason to do it in professional for the same reason. So I'm curious if I can push back a little, Jonathan, and say it's obviously because not Djokovic, Djokovic isn't cheating. What what's no. the purpose of that of that rule change? I, I like the way it keeps things flowing. Okay. And uh I and it's it's the uh you know when it happens like, oh, all of a sudden you gotta react to it and then you gotta play your point differently. Okay, so I just like the way I, way that happens, and uh, I played it a couple times, and I says, okay, all right, you know, it's in the equation, it's another thing added to the equation, so that's why I like it. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Definitely for the cheating. Different, yeah, for the different cheating. from the from the college players being a bunch of cheaters. We'll, we'll and talk. I mean, you know, you're saying cheating, but you know, even the pros get the calls wrong sometimes. So this is true. <laughs> It is what it is. It's but, part of the game. But I know? really want it to be out. Isn't that enough if I just want the ball to be out? <laughs> you guys just have fun doing this podcast, huh? Okay. Why else, why else do it, Jonathan? Why else do That's it? Right. And That's right. we, don't take That's our, right. we don't take ourselves too seriously. We just try to help Atlanta tennis and okay. try, to do, try to do for you as much as we can for the kids. And All right. uh, we'll, we'll get everything out there that we can. I'll follow up with you after this. We'll put this out audio only on the on all the podcast apps that goes out. I'll get that out in the next couple of days to make sure everybody that follows us there will see it. I'll clean it up a little bit, see if I can make Bobby sound good. We'll we'll figure mm -hmm. something out. I'll Charlie, introduce you have Jonathan's contact information because this is something, you know, yeah. I know you're alluding to something I did a long time ago. And yeah, so this is something that I have a, a great interest in. And uh so I'd like to be able to help out. I know we're under the gun this year, but you know, get us running for next year as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds very good. I'll call everybody after this, and we'll uh, we'll make it all happen. Jonathan Hart, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Bobby. Take care. Well, there you have it. We want to thank Rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. 
For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, deals on equipment, apparel, and more. And you should feel good knowing that shopping at letsgotennis.com helps support this show. You can also donate directly using links in the show notes. And with that, we're out. See you next time.